from Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. Today is Thursday, January 14th. I'm Lisa Mullins in Boston. Violent unrest in Tunisia prompts a longtime leader to promise change. Now President Ben Ali has to deliver. We're going to get an update and hear about other Arab nations where the powers that be are being challenged. Also an update from flood-ravaged Australia and a political cartoonist in South Africa defends his satirical craft. The cartoonist has, as the court jester used to have, that kind of license to, to really be irreverent. Well, that irreverence has prompted South Africa's president to sue him. First up, this news. BBC News with Michael Poles. President Zine Abedin Ben Ali of Tunisia has announced that he'll not stand for re-election in 2014. The president, who has enjoyed almost unchallenged power for more than 20 years, was speaking as violent demonstrations against unemployment and falling living standards escalated and reached the centre of the capital of Tunis. Here's our Middle East editor, Magdi Abdulhadi. In his third televised speech since the crisis began nearly a month ago, President Zainal Abidin bin Ali offered major political concessions, including a promise not to run for office again in three years' time. This was one of the key demands of the thousands of protesters who've taken to the streets across the country. Mr. bin Ali also said that he's given orders to the security forces to stop using live ammunition against the demonstrators. He promised to reform the political system and allow the media to operate freely. Almost 400 people in southeastern Brazil have died in flash floods and landslides caused by torrential rainfall. The town of Nova Ribogo is worst affected with more than 150 deaths. Our correspondent in Brazil, Paulo Cabral, has more. The rain has lost intensity over the mountains around Rio de Janeiro, but the risk remains high as the soil is extremely wet and unstable. Any small quantity of water could still cause new and disastrous landslides. Rivers of mud coming down on entire mountain villages have already claimed hundreds of lives in the region. More than 1,000 rescue workers are in the area, but some more isolated villages have not yet been reached. And weather experts predict more rain for the next few days. United Nations relief workers in Sri Lanka say the dangers facing flood victims there are still severe, although the rain has now stopped in the worst affected areas of Batakalo and Kalmunai. As well as 350,000 displaced people, the UN says there are still others completely cut off who have so far received no aid. A debate in Britain over the use of undercover reporters to elicit comments from members of Parliament has culminated in the governing Liberal Democrat Coalition Party lodging a complaint with the Press Complaints Commission. It relates to the Daily Telegraph newspaper secretly recording the views of leading Liberal Democrats. The party's president, Tim Farron, said the Telegraph's tactics needed to be looked at. The Press Complaints Commission's code sets out that uh, you know, undercover reporting and such like are permissible in extreme circumstances when it's clearly in the public interest and where there's evidence that there's something to be uncovered. I am not convinced that sending people into an MP surgery to kind of entrap them and potentially to kind of compromise the very important kind of confidential relationship between an MP and their constituents actually counts. The Daily Telegraph maintains its actions complied with rules on public interest reporting. World News from the BBC. 
The regulatory body for electronic media...